Nah. nah. I feel confident because I'm the best player in the world. It's simple. If a coach say I miss practice and y'all hear it, then that's that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sucker that I'm out to win the title. No, I will with your wife. It's a 705 league. Welcome to the 705 League Fantasy Basketball Podcast, a weekly roundtable chat about all things related to the 705 League, NBA, and fantasy basketball with your hosts, Justin Main at Photified, Tyler Beford at T.Beford, and myself, Shane Bell at Prince of Persuasia on Instagram. Guys, how you doing? Happy birthday, Tyler. Thank you. I appreciate it. Last night was my birthday. It was pretty good. I sucked off like eight of those white claws. Or Drake sucked back, sorry. I, I didn't suck them off. That escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. That's my bad. Uh, it was like peeling back the foreskin on a couple of white claws. But yeah, a little hungover today, <laughs> but we're but, but we're gonna we're gonna push through. I'm actually I, I'm feeling like a bag of shit today. But uh, the only thing that's keeping me going is that number one spot in our league, that coveted number one spot. Shane's falling out of first, all the way to third, and uh, I'm sitting pretty. Just to circle back to the birthday thing, you know what the ultimate troll is for uh, when people sing you happy birthday? So when everyone's getting together singing you happy birthday, it's a really awkward situation, right? So what you got to do is when they're singing happy birthday, you just got to blow out the candles right away. And then just wait for that awkward silence. What? Yeah, just to circle back to uh, the number one spot. Um, yeah, so currently I'm in first place. Uh, it feels great. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to the playoffs. I'm looking forward to get these chumps money. Yeah, live standings. That's, uh, I don't know anybody who follows live standings, but all right. Currently, Justin is number one in live standings. So there you go. For everybody else, though, uh, I'm number one in live standings, followed by, was it Tyler? Are you, are you second? <laughs> you just contradicted yourself. <laughs> you just contradicted oh, sorry, yourself. sorry, 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 man. Sorry, we'll, we'll edit that out. Don't worry, I won't look like an idiot. I'm learning. Uh, I'm number one in the official standings, number two, Tyler's number two, and then uh, Justin's number three. Those are the official standings. Yep, those are the official standings on Sunday, or uh, yeah, Monday morning. Yep, yep, you were in first place on Monday. Uh, today we are recording this podcast on Wednesday, and uh, currently I am in first place. You heard it here first, folks. You heard first here first, folks. We got two major races going on. As you could tell, first week by is up for grabs between uh, the three got three hosts on the uh, podcast right now. It's pretty close. Honestly, um, Justin, I think you have the best odds of getting it. Well, I have, uh, I have the easiest schedule. You two face each other next week. So I feel like that is really going to eliminate one of you. Um, I feel like I feel confident that I'm going to get the buy. I'm not sure if I'm going to have first position. Um, but it is, anything could really happen. I mean, I, I lost two top 30 players last week. Um, so I, am I'm, I'm just as injured as you guys are right now. So we'll see. Yeah. I, I think Justin will make it no matter what. I agree with you, Shane. Um, stuff could always happen between now and then, but I think it's to come between you and me. Who's going to, uh, who's going to get that bye week. Right. The sixth seed. Now, Austin has a pretty firm grasp on it as we speak, but right now he's losing two to seven. He's got a lot of players injured. Is there a scenario where, and I'm just checking out the standings here, we have Matthew Vaders, who's got 71 wins. Austin's at 80 right now. We got Obi-Wan Ginobili at 71 wins. 
is there a scenario that could potentially happen? Like, what are the odds that, that one of these two guys, Vader's or Obi-Wan, uh, hits the sixth seed and takes it away from Austin? Absolutely, it could happen. I mean, Austin Austin could fall. I mean, he's he's nine games ahead currently, um, I believe. Uh, but he has he has Jeff next week. Um, and if he if he tanks this week, I mean, it's totally possible. But I do believe that uh, anti projections is going to pull it out. We we talked a lot of shit on him last week, and he made a lot of questionable moves. But somehow it's working for him. Um, Anything could happen. Obi-Wan Ginobili is coming on strong, but I feel like he should have just paid attention earlier on in the year. And uh, Vader's Vader's might have what it takes. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! It's going to come down to the wire, but I think anti-projections, Austin is going to take it. Are they mathematically out right now, or if he loses two seconds? I, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think that it's going to happen. I agree with Justin. Um, it, you would need to almost have like an eight-eight-one loss uh, for Austin in order to fall out. And I just don't see that see that happening. It's possible. Anything's possible. Um, but I just don't see it happening. So Austin makes a succeed. Everyone here is predicting a first-round knockout, though. It, that may or may not happen. I mean, the third seed will face Austin, and depending on how, like, if you get it, Shane, if you're the third seed and uh, your team is still banged up, anything could happen. Yeah, I think that's what the important thing about the, getting this bye week is, is that none of us, uh, whether it was Vader's, Ginobili, or Austin, we want to have the risk of, of losing in that first week. Let's go through... <laughs> The, the 705 Fantasy Week matchups for this week. You guys ready for this? Let's hear it! Let's go. In the first matchup, Andre versus Tyler. Currently, Andre is winning 6-3, and, and it's projected to be a 7-2 annihilation by Andre. Zion. This is Zion! And we are not afraid! Getting defensive stats finally, and Gentry saying he's gonna be he's gonna be playing back to backs. Uh oh, Lonzo Ball playing like the big baller brand. Finally, top twenty player the last two weeks. Tyler, are you nervous or what's going on? A uh, little bit nervous. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I can't even put my put my words together right now. You're shaking. If we know if if we know one thing. Uh, it's that projections aren't working. So don't don't give me those projections. Anti projections gonna make the playoffs. Uh, projections aren't the time. <laughs> Andre's, Andre's team's a little scary. I know you guys told him to plug Kemba in, um, so that, that definitely didn't help me out uh, too much. Uh, he's going to be sitting tonight, so, that, so that's good. Um, Alonzo has been playing out of his mind. I'm hoping that comes back to Earth a little bit. And Zion, uh, he's, he's a great player. Uh, I don't know if you guys have had a look at this guy. He's like what every fat person thinks they are. Like They're like, no, I'm not fat. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not fat. I'm stocky. Like that's Zion. Like I haven't seen some someone like randomly jump like that since Robin Williams and the Flubber. It's Flubber. Like his per his per thirty <laughs> his, per, his per thirty six stats: twenty eight points, ten rebounds, three assists, one point four steal, one point four blocks. Uh, they're a fun team to, to, team to watch. I think it's Drew Holiday's team. Um, I, I, but I think I think it's a fun team, like all around. And uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think I think Andre's gonna ha- kind of take me to town a little bit. I think I could see five four. Um, kind of like what happened last week um, against Justin. Yeah, guys, just first impressions. Sorry, Justin, sorry to cut you off. But first impressions, is Zion better than Big Baby? <laughs> yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. You cut me off for that? 
You guys, heard it, you guys heard it here first. Zion's better than Big Baby. Okay, sorry. Go ahead, Justin. I just wanted to add a note that Oladipo is a game-time decision, and I feel sorry for Andre. I mean, he that, that's a hard hold all year. Like, that's a tough player to own. Very frustrating because you know that he has that top, you know, the top 20 capabilities, and he's just been in and out of the lineup. It's a sore knee. Uh, Kemba has also got that sore knee that he's out. So, um, yeah, Tyler might pull out the 5-4 this week or 4-5. Or yeah, it's a bad year for Oladipo owners for sure. Um, the next game, Jordan versus Austin, 5-4 right now, projected to be a 5-4 win for Jordan. Right now, it is currently, Jordan has 36 games to play versus Austin's 27. He's got Derek Rose. My knees get weak when you touch me. On the bench still. I don't know what's going on. He's making some pretty pathetic moves. Austin, what are you thinking, man? What are you doing? I can't believe you're going to make playoffs with these moves. Guys, what's your take? Yeah, I don't know what, I don't know why Derek Rose is still there. He, he, he's busted. Th- throw him on the waiver. It's like if you ask Austin who he wants to fuck, he still picks Pamela Anderson. But he just hasn't moved on. Like, move, <laughs> move on. Like, she's like, she's always 60 years old. Like, there's other women out there. There's other players out there other than Derek Rose. Like, go, go get some. Like, make a move, man. Well, there is a little bit of hope on uh, on the horizon for Austin. Carlton Towns says that he wants to come back and play this year. So if he does make playoffs, he might be able to make that historic run from the sixth spot. Um, but yeah, he's made some questionable moves, but I can't even hate. I mean, there, if he's going to make playoffs, he's going to make playoffs. He started out hot and he's kind of just been holding on to that position. Uh, and even pulling out a, a, a 5-4 loss to Jordan at this point, who's been icy hot. Um, I, I think that Austin actually, I can't hate, I can't hate on him right now. Is he icy hot or is he hot ice? Icy He's hot. Shaq. Karis Levert. Fifty-one points, five rebounds, four steal, four assists, five steals on sixty-five percent shooting. Drug test incoming. Let's just say that. Tyler, do you have a yeah, take on I, it? I, I, I really like watching him play. Uh, he's kind of got like this herky-jerky game. KD was pretty pumped uh, seeing him out there. He's sending out some tweets. He, and he, guys, get used to him playing because he's going to be running this team in the playoffs. Uh, so, so we got to be excited. Uh, he himself outscored the Celtics 37-36 to 36 in the end of the game. He's a great young talent, I think. The biggest piss-off ever is when, because I drafted Karis LeVert, that when your player is shit for like the first 85% of the season, and they start turning it up like right before playoffs and during playoffs, like give me a fucking break. Like this was this was DJ Augustine last year for you, who won you this, who won you the year last year. Like there, there's so many guys where they just fucking like something yeah. clicks and they realize, oh shit, I gotta get my fantasy numbers up. I drafted myself. Well, it's fantasy. Like, it, 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 it reminds me of like this badass kid that starts like behaving two weeks before his birthday. Like he's like, you know, like, like he's like eating Dunkaroos before dinner, not cleaning his room, leaving his just socks everywhere. Now it's like two weeks before his birthday and he's like in a suit doing his homework. So he gets like a PlayStation for his birthday. And I'm just like, fuck this kid. That's what it reminds me of having one of these players on your team. <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Austin, I mean, he's had some pretty lucky pickups. I think he's had some pretty good rolls of the dice throughout the season, but I think What's going to happen is in the next, like, you know, two or three weeks, especially the first week of playoffs, we're really going to see what he's made of. We're really going to see what that GM um, uh, capability that he has, like, 
I mean, honestly, I'm not too optimistic of how like how he's going to manage his team over the next few weeks. If if uh, this week and the last week is any indication, uh, but Jordan, some solid pickups. Kevin Porter Jr. and Otto Porter Jr. The two junior brothers. Um, yeah, they're not related, but whatever. Uh, these guys, where do where else do you find on the waivers a guy who like basically averages you know what like 18, 20 points? You, you just don't find on the waivers, and I think he's got a great or a rest of season outlook. And then Otto Porter Jr., a guy that is um, inc- incredibly efficient. I, you know, it's a he's a guy that is what he's like a top 40 player, and he is going to have his minutes increased. That report just came out. Really, really good for uh, Jordan. I think that Jordan really, he needs less of a case study for his pickups. I, I like to see, you know, three good solid games out of a player before I pick him up. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he seems to be able to roll the dice and get lucky. Um, will that sustain out th- throughout the playoffs? We'll see. But uh, he's definitely had some really key pickups that uh, have really made his trajectory even possible to get to the buy. So um it's i i give him kudos on that big game by brogdon too he's finally putting together so that should help austin but honestly a brutal brutal week for him aiden's out uh we'll talk about that injury news in a bit and tatum this is the week that he needs tatum for sure the next matchup jeff versus vaders right now jeff is losing uh three to six and it's projected to be a 5-4 win for vaders probably the most exciting matchup it's pretty close this week uh both guys without their main bigs and bead and drummond uh porzingis should be back massive massive game by davis four three-pointers 37 points 13 rebounds uh two assists four steals two blocks a 68 percent shooting this is the reason why he's the number one guy in the league right now jeff picked up pascal 22 points five rebounds five assists two threes pretty solid pickup out of golden state i'm curious what's going to happen once curry returns and when draymond eventually returns it's pretty much it's just going to be a huge clusterfuck you know marquise chris was on my radar for a while but i'm actually really nervous about when looney gets back too do you guys have any you know any takes on golden state like who's going to be the factor well my my single take is that uh vaders you got to get curry out of your il spot right now um you need to you need to plug him in he's he's going to be back against toronto Golden State's a fuck, just a fucking mess up right now. I I wouldn't really want anyone other than than Curry. And uh, Shane, do you still have Draymond right now, or did you drop him? <laughs> I still have him. Yeah, so that's a mistake. Yeah, the, just, whole, the, the whole team, the whole team is fucked. I, I, yeah, I, I don't trust anyone but Curry. Yeah, like they they replaced Kevin Durant with Andrew Wiggins with this trade recently. Um, and we talked about it obviously last week. I think he's shooting like 28% right now for the week. Uh, and I, I just don't understand the Wiggins replacing Kevin Durant. Like it's like no. replacing Macaulay Cogan with one of those guys from Home Alone 5 and those like straight VHS Home Alones. Like that fat, <laughs> fat kid at the bowl cut. That's Wiggins. Like I just don't get it. Although I, I really enjoyed watching the game yesterday that the Nuggets got absolutely stomped uh, by Golden State. So maybe they're putting something together. I mean, that was in Denver, so uh, I won't say that they're an exciting watch, but uh, I will be paying attention to their, to their stats. Big games from McCollum, Fox, and Bogdanovich. McCollum shooting lights out, 58% field goal, 41 points, 6 threes, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. Now is the time for you know, these guys to start turning it up for Vaders, even though he's out of the playoffs. So I don't know what to tell you. I guess now isn't the time. Next matchup, Meshack versus Justin. Projected to be a 5-4 win for Justin. Hayward... Brown, Fred Van Fleet. He has two of the core guys from the Celtics out. Uh, Freddie Van Fleet. Is there a uh, a date projected that he's going to be returning? 
Uh, no, I don't believe so. Um, it says that he might return against the, the Warriors on Thursday, but uh, don't expect it. Yeah, Levine. I mean, go ahead. I, it would be it would be good to have him back too, because as as we know, he plays pretty good on Curry with that uh, that four one defense. Mm-hmm. So uh, so it might be good to have him back um, in that game. Yeah, Levine out for Justin too. Uh, when's Levine expected back? Uh, he he should be out a week. It's a it's a quad bruise, and uh, I'm it, I don't think that it'll affect anything other than just his. So, Laurie marketing returning uh, today. Today or is tomorrow the Bulls game? It's tonight. Right? Uh, it's tonight. Yeah. Confirmed start, 20-minute limit. Definitely going to eat into Thad Young's minutes. Tyler, you, I noticed you have Thaddeus Young still on your in your lineup. Who yeah, for, 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 for one, can we address how excited Justin was when you asked him what the game is? He's like, tonight! He's like, I've yeah. never seen, I haven't seen someone that excited for a Bulls game <laughs> <laughs> since, yeah. like, yeah, since Derrick Rose was there. He's going through since his he second puberty. His, since, yeah, since, since he had both his knees. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep young at least at least for tonight, um, just because obviously marketing uh, his minutes aren't going to be more than 20 minutes in the game. Still lots of minutes to go around, and uh, and Thad Young's been putting up some some pretty good numbers since I picked him up about a week and a half ago. So just keep him plugged in there for. I don't want to like waste an ad drop um, on that. You, you have to give me a break. Uh, I lost Ubre last week, which is a top 30 player. So I'm really optimistic that Laurie is going to really fill his spot on my roster. Nobody gives a shit about giving you a break over Ubre. Russell yeah, and PJ13. Ubre is like the fuck boy of the NBA. No one gives a shit. Guys, give me a break. Ubre's out. D'Angelo Russell, PG13. They're heating up finally. Meshack, 60-point games from here on out, man. We really need it. We really need uh, Justin to lose 7-2, okay? I, I, agree. Miles Turner. I agree. Get these guys plugged in. Get these guys playing. Use your use your brotherhood over them. Black Lives Matter. Get them get them putting up 40 points a game. I don't care how you do it, but let's, let's get them going here. Yeah, PG-13 starting to heat up, in the words of Shane. In the words of Paul George, he said that he's a work in progress following his 16-point effort on Tuesday's easy win. This is the same. The, Shane's the same guy that didn't know what team Whiteside played on last week. So give him a break. <laughs> give him a break. He's falling out of bye week. Give him a break. Yeah, sponsored by KitKat. <laughs> <laughs> Paul George is one of the most humble guys in the league. One of the most humble guys in the league. He, he, he was dating his coach's daughter and got caught, caught fucking a stripper. No, God, please, no, no. So I don't know about humble. He's, he's pretty, he's pretty. <laughs> what do you, wouldn't you want, wouldn't you want Paul George dating your daughter? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm just waiting for this girl to bring my daughter back. They went to the mall or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was the real answer. He had answer. to think about it. He had to think about it. Yeah, this real answer was sponsored by Real Sports. <laughs> uh, hosting, hosting Tyler's birthday parties for eight years. Yeah. Malik Beasley, just unleashed since his trade from Denver. Uh, four threes, 28 points, any 4% shooting. My hat off to you for picking up Malik. Miles Turner starting to turn it up for after like a really shitty season. I 60% field goal, four blocks, you know, average stats kind of in the other categories, but for the most part, he's really trending up. So it's a really good timing for uh, Miles Turner owners. The next matchup, Ginobili Let me see that versus Shane, currently 7-2, projected to be a 7-2 win for Ginobili. Ginobili, who has been more active in the chat than he has in the last three years, you know, his team is like Team Jamaica's bobsled team. He's. You want to kiss my egg? I'm not kissing no egg. 
gunning for the seventh seed. It's for nothing, really. All of his players are going off. Uh, <laughs> I mean, where do we even start? When when I when I when I saw Colin Sexton go off for like like thirty five points and sixty four percent field goal, I was like, okay, this is the week that I I wish I didn't stop fucking sniffing glue. <laughs> what do you guys What do you guys think? I think that you have some optimism coming back. I mean, Lillard's play tonight, and he's facing Washington, which is a piss poor defense. Um, I love it. I mean. You you do have uh, Holmes also uh, progressing. He's doing doing some two on two. So you've really you've really hurt not having him in your lineup. I I believe he was like top forty while he was playing. So mm. it'll be nice to plug him back in. Um, you do have a couple outs. You got uh, Bryant who's just pulling a rest night, which kind of sucks. And for some reason, you still got Draymond on your team. I'm not really sure if he's worth the hold right now. Um, you got Larry Nance, um, who's had a crazy workload, but it's looking like Tristan Thompson might return tonight. So um, that might hurt your numbers a little bit. Um, but you have you have the 705 pod favorite, Jay Crowder, playing tonight. So anything could happen. Yeah, Jay, Jay Crowder, he's a, he's a beast. We, we, he's a fan favorite in 705 League. Uh, James Johnson's been putting up some good numbers too for you, though, Shane. I'm really liking him. I bet the Raptors are, Raptors are a bit thin right now. So I bet the Raptors are wishing they had him to put in instead of Boucher. Boucher looks like a fucking character from the movie Mulan. Guy's got the biggest, <laughs> guy's got the biggest lips I've ever seen. Um, yeah, so, I mean, guys, I got playoffs insights, right? This is something where I had dialed in the entire time like i'm not worried about losing my fucking platinum medal like i'm down to silver it's pathetic but these are all big brain moves and um all of these all these guys that are just kind of like sitting and you know growing cobwebs on my bench there's a reason for it uh there's no way for me to drop draymond now after the lashing i just received in the chat for the last like two weeks if i'm gonna hold him we might as well see until thursday when there's some news about draymond coming out uh, otherwise, yeah, I'll just drop him. But for the most part, if he comes back, he starts to play with Curry, they start fucking jiving again, then it was all worth it. So it's all long-term thinking, boys. It's 10-D chess. We're not playing checkers here. So, I don't know, dude. You're holding, like, a top 150 player um, that's in and out of the lineup on a shitty team with a bunch of question marks. It just doesn't seem like a championship move, uh, especially because you're you're missing games this week by holding them. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and you're really going for that buy because I don't think that your team is going to be completely healthy holding all these injured players when there's there's a bunch of pickups that you've missed just trying to be patient. Yeah, you're you're really no. missing missing a lot just by holding on to Draymond Green. But you admitted just now that you're holding on to Draymond Green because you don't want to be tripped in the group. Like you're just standing by him. Um, I don't know. It reminds me of like Sopranos when Polly killed the Russian guy in the Pine Barrens, and Christopher Maltesanti's like, "This is bullshit," but he's my guy. What am I going to do? Abandon him in the woods? I think to be honest, like you, you just <laughs> like like I think you need to drop him, abandon him in the woods. Tony Soprano isn't going to show up in a 1999 red Chevy Suburban and save your ass. Drop this donkey-looking motherfucker now. No, I never admitted that I'm holding Draymond for my pride. In fact, I'm going to cut that out of the podcast so it never happened. That's fine. I'll I'll do a recall and go full circle and bring it up three or four times to make you have to cut it out multiple times. Yep, so that's the matchups for uh, this week, guys. Let's move on to the ads and drops. Um, one of the big the big drops for, was Meshach dropping Terrence Ross, and I'm just sucking him up with my waiver. Why? Why did Who did he drop T. Ross for again? Uh, he dropped him for Brandon Knight. Like he, I, I don't understand mm. that. Brandon Knight's famous for being dunked on and being crossed out. 
Um, you sucked them up quick, like a like a chubby girl at two a.m. after the bar. Um, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you just sucked them sucked them right up. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, if you're gonna drop Terrence Ross, I don't understand why he. If you wanted Brendan Knight, why drop Terrence Ross? Like, what does Brendan Knight provide you that Terrence Ross does it? I understand that Rose is out, but I mean, the Cavaliers are just, uh, or sorry, Detroit is just fuck, man. I don't trust Dwayne Casey with anybody there, so not 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 the greatest ad drop. Bismack Biyombo was a total fucking fail. Um, he picked up Nas Reed, which I think has a better was a, is a much better choice. But overall, Bismack experiment is over after one day. Auto Porter ad by Jordan, low minutes, very efficient. I think that was a really great pickup. Thaddeus Young, 18th average since picked up for streaming. His outlook for the rest of the season is not looking great with uh, the Bulls getting healed up. Marketing coming back, Ottaport Jr., Wendell Carter Jr., those minutes are increasing. So he's going to go back to a secondary role, which he's not even relevant anymore in fantasy. Eric Pascal um, has been putting up some pretty decent numbers recently. I think that was a great pickup by Jordan again. What the fuck is going on? When did Jordan become such a such a fantasy basketball mind in, in such a short period of time? I'm learning. But Golden State Warriors is going to be a clusterfuck once, uh, you know, maybe Draymond gets back and Curry gets healthy. So who knows what's going to happen there? Rui Hachimura uh, is a guy that I I'm like I always see him appear on the waivers. He's he's high in the transaction trends. I just I I don't see the reason why to pick him up. Uh, every time I see him, I just think about like if Meshach and his Asian girlfriend had a kid, this would be this would be him in like <laughs> 20 years from now. So for some for some reason, I hold him close to me, but I just don't trust him on my team. Yeah, exactly. James Johnson was my pickup. The guy has actually been performing amazingly. It was actually underestimating how effective he was going to be, but he's performing in every category. Percentages are great. Hopefully that's, uh, that sticks around. Shake Milton. I mean, this guy, I, I don't know what to say. Let's just, let's just get the good times rolling. Is there a projected date for Ben Simmons' return potentially? No. Yeah, okay, great. So let's, uh, let's keep shaking it. Juancho, <laughs> Juancho Hernan Gomez. Uh, 16 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. Potentially one of the guys I missed out on by keeping Draymond, whatever. Um, <laughs> would you rather have Juancho or Nas Reed? Rapid fire. Uh, like Quavo says, Juancho, Juancho, Juancho. Justin. Yeah, Juancho. I've been watching him since the Denver days. Um, yeah, Juancho, 100%. Dion Waiters, J.R. Smith. Or, sorry, go ahead, Tyler. What were you going to say? Nothing. He's, he's like all trendy. He's like, I've been watching him since he played high school basketball. <laughs> Dion Waiters and J.R. Smith are working out for Lakers today. Uh, will either be an added fantasy if Lakers grab them for the rest of the season? I can't believe this is a show note. Uh, what are... <laughs> can, 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 I, can I just say, can I just say, both these guys are legends, but Dion Waiters, salute to Dion. He's honestly a weed legend. He gets so fucked up on edibles that he got kicked off the team, got paid $24 million to not go to work. $24 million to not go to work just so he could smoke weed. Like, they need to be hanging up posters of him in, like, every dorm in America. Like, instead of, like, those half-baked posters or Pulp Fiction posters, it should just be a picture of Dion Waiters. So I think they should pick up Dion Waiters, help, help add to that Laker brand. I can't believe they're trying out J.R. Smith after what happened in the finals. Um, is, is he the guy that you could really trust when, when the game's on the line? Listen... Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith are the Cheech and Chong of the NBA. Let's get the Lakers. Let, I hope the Lakers pick these guys up. Let's keep the show fucking running. Uh, but yeah, they're not relevant in fantasy. Uh, injury news. DeAndre Ayton. I wrote here, left the league. I meant left the game, but left the league. He's, he's yeah, like on crutches with a badly swollen ankle. This is a massive blow to Austin's team. Life sucks, and then you die. 
what do you guys think? There's really been no information. Did you guys see the injury at all? I didn't watch the game. No, uh, it's a fucking. They plays for the Phoenix Suns. Why the fuck would I watch the game? I've actually been watching a lot of uh, shitty Phoenix teams. this year with uh, owning Rubio and Ubre. Um, <laughs> it's just, I, yeah, I think this is good news for one of us, the one that doesn't get the buy, uh, because Austin holds Aiden. So that's a good point. Yeah, it's a really good point. Aiden fucking annihilated me last week, so the more injuries, the better on Austin's team. The Sixers suffered two losses against Toronto. Embiid with a shoulder sprain. Uh, Tyler, I know you got yeah, something to say about like, this. Yeah, so Joel Embiid, obviously, he's fucked. Uh, his diet's fucked. He's always in and out of the lineup. But did you guys catch, like, last week, the fans of Philly were booing him? And he was like, he literally looked at the crowd and yelled, shut the fuck up. And then when he got his first basket, they gave him a standing ovation, like, after he got his basket. He's in this, like, Philly white trash relationship with the fans of Philadelphia. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> he's like, fuck you, bitch. I don't fucking love you. And then, like, 10 minutes later, he's like, your pussy's so good. I can never live without you. I'm sorry I gave you chlamydia. Like, he's such a destructive player. <laughs> and, like, he's just in and out of the lineup. And, like, I just don't understand how you can build a team around a player like this. I think that, that Philly is the perfect fit for him because he is a lot like the Philly faithful. Uh, they're, they're so up and down. And I think that he just, he suits that town. Um, they throw snowballs at Santa. Uh, Philly is a really hard place to play. And uh, I, I just think that MB totally fits in there. He goes from, you know, super Saiyan being like crazy to bawling his eyes out. And, and I love the show. Yeah. Philly's a bipolar city for sure. Um, Jay Rich concussion protocol uh you dropped tyler you dropped him i think you actually might regret that decision especially with simmons out um shake and jay rich returns he's they're going to eat up a lot of those minutes and the dude is just destined for positive regression in my opinion and he contributes in every category majority of the season i know it's been a nightmare holding him but i just think he was it's it's all been dialing in until like now so i think when he returns he's going to have a big rest of the season tyler uh, do you have something to say yeah, like I was just holding on to him. He, he was giving me those up and downs of the, the birthday kid kind of feelings all year. And then he got this concussion and I, I'm really fighting for that bye week. So I had to let go. I, I, I felt like a girl holding on, like a guy holding on to this like girl is gaining weight. And uh, I, I had to cut my <laughs> ties because I, I, I'm not, what am I going to do? It's summer coming around the corner. I'm not going to bring this fat girl to a wedding. Like, I have playoffs coming around the corner. I can't trust Jay Rich then. So I had to make a move and uh, and hope for that bye week because with with Ben Simmons and Triple J out, uh, I need the bye week if I can get it. Have have an extra week for those guys to kind of come back in, hopefully get some reps in, and make a push for my uh, my back to back seasons. Well, the second that you did that, you know what? There were nine other GMs that liked their girls thick. They liked those thick stats, and uh, oh, yeah. I I yeah, I'm looking at them. I I'm looking very jay rich and and where he goes over the next few days there's there's always there's always someone at the club at the end of the night that's that's looking for those thick girls so so if you get if, you, if people get desperate enough uh get, get a little topper in the cornfield <laughs> uh next guy kelly Pubre. uh he's out he's shut down for the season um justin how bad are you feeling it well, he's actually, I, I don't know if I should tell you guys this. Uh, he's not shut down for the season. What? Uh, he's going to be reevaluated in four weeks. So there is a possibility for someone that makes the finals. Um, but he's, he's definitely not worth holding on to unless you have that IL spot open. Um, 
Kelly was awesome to own all year. He didn't have very many turnovers. He put up all those peripheral stats. Um, it's just, it was a dark week. It was a very dark week. I, I think it's good for him, right? Like, I don't think he's going to be there for much longer. Uh, apparently, he's not too happy in Phoenix. So, I doubt he's going to come back or choose to come back. Um, he, he definitely wants to get another city. I think Kelly Oubre is like, wait, I got to get out of here. Like, if, he, if Kelly Oubre can fuck in Phoenix, then imagine the damage he could do in, like, Miami, Houston, or New York. Like, I, I think he's just going to go out there and go somewhere a little bit more fun. Kelly Oubre, finals, playoffs. He's going to be the major pickup. He's going to be the girl in the wheelchair who's left at the club waiting for uh, that wheelchair access ride to pick up. Just waiting for a GM to take her home and uh, uh, massage her feet, which don't even have any feeling in it anymore. So, Next guy, Derek Rose. Still on Austin's team? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Let's move on. Levine, out for a week with quad injury. Uh, who's got Levine? Justin, are you panicking? Yeah. Got it. Let's move on. Jason Tatum. Illness, rapid fire. Does he have Corona, Justin? Yes. Uh, I like how it's not even coronavirus; it's just Corona. I, I, <laughs> did he get a bad gonna, Corona in his uh, <laughs> in his case? I mean, he he is he is over twenty one now, so it's possible. What is it with people with coronavirus? Like, I can't even leave my bed when I'm sick, and these guys are just motivated to get up and fly planes around the world. I don't get it. Boston's a pretty big city. It could be coronavirus. Let's let's go up on that. I am worried that. Like, guys, what's going to happen if the coronavirus just gets out of hand in the United States and the NBA playoffs are shut down? Uh, like, what do we do in that situation when it comes for, in terms of fantasy? Like, if the playoffs are just, there's a there's a lockout or something like that, nobody's traveling, what's what's going to happen? <laughs> everyone everyone just came to the realization that there's a possibility that happening. <laughs> and, yeah. and we're not giving back anybody's I, I, money. There's... There's uh for our playoffs and the the fantasy playoffs are very different, so they run like three weeks apart. So I, your question was just a little odd. Okay, so are you gonna answer it? Yes, the NBA will deband, and all games will be played on 2K by the players at home, so they don't touch each other. Rashawn Holmes progressing nicely should have returned by first week playoffs. Hopefully, maybe a little bit earlier than that. I would like that. Man, this is gonna be a tough decision for Rashawn Holmes owners I really hope that uh, he does come back for the first week I really have no other information it's just nice to hear some uh, positive news coming out of Sacramento um, yeah this this whole Holmes thing I haven't heard too much good stuff out of it it's like the home improvement show he's Tim Allen and he's just like destroying your whole team <laughs> <laughs> cool okay the next bullet point uh, we're gonna skip the weekly update on who is missing playoffs it's pretty much guaranteed that all the guys from 7th to 10th seed are missing playoffs there's no chance for them to make a comeback now for the real NBA weekly update on who is missing the playoffs in the West Grizzlies Pelicans Spurs Blazers or Kings Tyler I think the I think the Pelicans are gonna make it um, we already kind of talked about how, how good the Pelicans have been playing lately uh, they have a pretty great starting lineup um, they also have the J.J. Riddick, um, never missed the playoff streak going. Um, and I, I'd like to see them in the playoffs the most. Spurs are pretty boring, but if you like that whole DiMaggio thing with the 22 straight years, and that, that's cool. Um, Portland, I'm not really interested in seeing them in the playoffs. I know they're in the conference finals last year, but Arizo and Carmelo Anthony, it's like in your starting lineup, 
Like, I don't know. It, it seems like 2011 all over again. Like, all our dicks still get hard. We don't get hangovers. Like, we all get to see Mello bang the three off his head. It makes me feel like I'm in college again. Like, when us three were all, like, in the basement playing Xbox at your place at Young and Steel's. Like, that's what it feels like when I watch this team. And I'm just not a huge fan of it. Pelicans are just jiving right now, man. That team is just, is absolutely destined for the eighth seed. Ideally, I, I would love the Blazers uh, to make it. I mean, there's nothing more exciting than, than Lillard clutching game seven um, with a nice, like, three-point shot that nobody else can make in the league. But right now, I think it's the Pelicans. And uh, that's it. Let's move on to the next topic. 705 League Rapid Fire. With Westbrook and without Capella in the lineup, the Rockets are 12 and 1, scoring 125 and giving up 109 a game. Thoughts on the Pocket Rockets three weeks in, Justin? Yeah, the transition appears to be going well so far. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that graphic of the starting centers uh, in the West, and it had all of the centers that were huge. And then it had Tucker standing in the middle, looking like a white dick in a BBC gangbang. Um, <laughs> it's it, it's just... Okay, so they're first in winning percentage tied with the Bucks since that change. They're third in offensive rating and fourth in point differential. And Wow. However, they, they just lost to the Knicks. So I think that it's starting to be a money ball situation. Um, I don't think, once again, it could be sustained throughout a seven-game series. Um, it, it's looking like it's it's trending up, but I, I still have my questions. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's cool. I think it's fun. It kind of reminds me of, like, anytime I'm high and I'm playing 2K. It's cool because Mike D'Antoni, I think we can all agree, won't be around next season if they don't win. So it's like you're in this like relationship and you know it's over soon. So you just start trying random shit. That's Meg D'Antoni right now. He's like, fuck it, it's over. Let's try some freaky shit. Like he's like throwing on nipple rings and saying, like, let's try some freaky stuff, asking for prostate <laughs> massages and like sucking your toes. Like Eddie <laughs> Eddie House playing power forward and Westbrook playing center against Rudy Gobert. Like it's just the most random shit ever. And I, I just find it hilarious and I, I find it cool to watch. Something kind of different to spice spice up stuff. But you knew know the ending's soon. Ending's coming. Yeah, that next game, I think the Knicks re- out-rebounded them, like, 37 rebounds. And I just don't think the Rockets are even trying, man. When you see the Rockets trying, it's everyone on the defense clicking because they have to. And losing to the Knicks is not a big deal. Like, they almost brought it back. Meanwhile, fucking James Harden's pooping his pants, so I don't know what that's about. Everybody poops, man. Everybody poops. It might not have even been his, his poop. It might have been someone else's poop. You don't know what kind of crazy stuff he does with strippers. Yeah, and also Eurostepping gives you, like, a leaky ass, too, I guess. <laughs> okay, stepping on the beach mailbag, Tyler. Oh, yeah, stepping on the beach, part of our podcast wheel. Step on the beach, open up your mailbags, and answer your questions. Hey guys, this is where we answer all of your uh, fantasy basketball, NBA questions, and basketball questions. Um, just send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, Facebook chat. Um, first question comes from Jeff, who's actually in our league, which is very cool, which means he's probably actually listening to the podcast. Um, Jeff asks, does the trade of Drummond to, Drummond to Cleveland negatively impact his future? And should he consider keeping someone else other than Andre Drummond? 
Did he Justin, ask you have a take on this? Hold on. Did he yeah, have he ask this? Wow. Swear to God. He asked, he asked two questions. I have them both in here. I, I'm sorry. I just can't <laughs> just keep thinking of James Harden, Euro stepping, and Pooh coming out. Um, <laughs> I just can't get it out of my head. Um, okay. Uh, Jeff, I think that you should keep AD and Whiteside. And I, I think that it's a pretty simple choice. Um, Whiteside has been doing absolutely crazy things um in, in portland he's the fifth ranked player this year and pair him up with ad who's the second ranked player this year um i don't see too much turnover happening in portland i i just i i really think that ad and Whiteside are are your your pathway to the victory um keeping anyone else like keeping drummond like who knows what the fuck is going to happen with him and porzingis just can't stay healthy um i i think that it, it's it's a simple choice Justin, Justin, I feel your dilemma. I understand that Przingis has some troubles staying healthy. Whiteside has some issues. Drummond has some issues. I know that uh, I know that Jeff's probably pretty pumped to have that Drummond on the Pistons for years to come. Um, the whole thing kind of feels like Detroit just molested you. Uh, I know. I know Drummond, Whiteside, and Przingis all have these downfalls. They're not perfect keepers. Um, I'm going to agree with Justin that it's between Whiteside and Przingis. But it's like comparing St. Patrick's Cathedral to my uncle's tent. My uncle's tent can still be cool, but like both places, too much touching, touching too much molesting. But if I'm going to get molested, I'm choosing St. Patrick's Cathedral. If I'm getting molested, I want to be looking at some stained glass from the 13th century. I want a lawsuit that counts. My uncle doesn't have any money. That Catholic church, though, they got some hush dollars. My uncle's money isn't great. I get like half a pack of Belmonts. But I regress. Porzingis, <laughs> Porzingis over Whiteside. A more well-rounded game. 24 years old versus 30 years old. White says 30 years old and he's going into free agency, which he could literally end up in a, the same situation as Drummond. So I'm going with Porzingis with a little bit of the injury issues, but uh, I, I'd feel a heck of a lot safer with that well rounded game than with Whiteside. Yeah, for all those reasons, I'm picking Porzingis too. Um, and an ADD and, and AD, sorry. And uh, the NBA is just getting smaller. So I just think the trend is, is that the teams are going to start moving away from the big men. Whiteside had a year this a season this year that nobody saw coming. Like he just outperformed his ADP, he outperformed all of their projections. I just don't see this trend continuing, and uh, teams are going to start forming strategies around that. And there's just no way for you know teams that have bigs like that to compete really. And that's why you know traditional bigs are just are falling away in my opinion. So yeah, Jeff, you better start investing in uh, the Dallas Mavericks medical staff because if you keep Porzingis, I, I think that you're destined to never win a championship. Hot take. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, so we have another question from Jeff uh, after I just shat all over him. Um, does, Shane need to ke- does Shane need to keep his faith in his injured contingent or revisit the drawing board? Um, so I'm going to jump in and, and just say that, Shane, your guys are coming back, so you need to just hold and wait for the health. Lillard's going to come back, and Holmes is, is due back for the playoffs, doing those two-on-two practices. So... I think that Shane, if you hold those guys and stay true, that you know you're going to have the best chance of of making a run in the playoffs. Trust the process. The waiver wire right now is like this apocalyptic future, and I have the book of Eli. Okay, I'm Denzel. Once these guys get healthy, you guys are going to see the fucking the difference. Okay, so now is the time to. Uh, I'm trending right now. Everyone loves making fun of uh, the number one team, despite me taking the licks last five weeks. I've managed to also stay in first place. So what does that tell you? Trust the process. I'm Denzel. I'm out. Podcast over.
<laughs> I just want everyone to know that uh, the note for Shane's <laughs> Shane's answer said big speech, and all he could spit out was trust the process. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. it was like a, a hardened Euro step of a speech. Um, just a big poop. Eddie from Instagram asks, this this sounds made up. Do you put any weight in this Giannis to Golden State uh, rumors? And I think this 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 take came from uh, I don't know some bullshit fucking uh, analyst something like that. I saw this rumor going around. I can't believe this is for real. Someone actually asked this question. My answer is for sure. Ten day contracts are trending. So absolutely. You know what really sucks about this whole Giannis to Golden State thing? It makes so much fucking sense. Okay, guys, just stick with me for a second. He needs shooting around him. If you place Draymond Green with fucking Giannis, like, it would be so fucking annoying. If I have to, because I own Giannis, right? Like, if I have to roll around in the town Giannis jersey, like, I'm fucking done. I can't live with myself anymore. I'm going to have to go full San Francisco, just roll around in, like, Google glasses and, like, running shoes with jeans on. I'm going to have to get an Asian girlfriend like Justin and Mishak and just, like, be, like, a full San Francisco gentrifier. Like getting an Apple Watch, rolling around in a Segway, getting my dick sucked by my new Korean girlfriend. She's going to like Yoko our podcast to just ruin everything. It's going to fucking suck. But I, I, if, if, if it works and he goes there, I'm going to support him 100% and he'll still be my keeper. And I think they win at least two championships. Uh, who's next? Tyler. So next question comes from Meshack, who's also in our league. Uh, Meshack asked a pretty simple question, um, but maybe not so simple after all. You'll see in a second after these commercial breaks. Okay, so we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Mishak from our league asks, should I keep Kyrie or D'Angelo Russell as my keeper? Justin, do you have any input on this? Well, he has four potential keepers. Uh, So he has Kyrie, uh, Paul George, D'Angelo Russell, and Donovan Mitchell. Now, I'm going to make the argument. Obviously, I think that we, we all agree that he's going to keep Paul George. Um, so it really comes down, to, for me, it comes down to Mitchell or Kyrie. Um, it's a real tough one, but I am, I'm going to lean towards Kyrie on this one. Uh, I, I really think that he's getting his body healthy by sitting out and getting surgery this year. And uh, I, I think that he is he's a better player when he's a 1B than a 1A. And uh, when when he's going to be throwing down, uh, you know, passes to Kevin Durant, he's going to his assists are going to go up. His percentages are going to go up. So I, I, I would go with Kyrie and, and Paul George. I'm going to go. I'm going to agree with Kyrie and I'm not going to go with Paul George. I'm going to go with Donovan Mitchell a little bit younger. Um, not as much of the injury risks. I just feel bad for D'Lo, man. Like, he got drafted, played in L.A., then New York, then San Francisco, and now he has to go to, like, fucking those horrible Minnesota women and they're, like, Walmart sweaters with, the, like, the big buck on them. It just, it, just, <laughs> it, just, it just fucking sucks for D'Lo. Even in this question, like, he asked if you should keep D'Lo and all this, they're like, no. You, you would like, keep... Go, go, have sex, go have sex with the people in Minnesota. You would go keep Mitchell over Paul George. Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Lock it in. Okay, so yeah, I have I have a question for you guys. Um, you you seem to really put a lot of weight into age, which I, I understand. But when the player that is thirty is that much better than the player that is in his early twenties, um, 
do you guys not have confidence in your third and fourth round draft picks that you can pick up a younger, youthful talent that could potentially be your keeper for the next year? I mean, it, it just it it seems like a, a dumb decision to go with someone who is lesser just because they're a couple years younger when you can pick up that youth in the third and fourth round. Well, I, I know Paul George is much older than Donovan Mitchell. Plus, I literally saw his like leg break in half, like a fucking wishbone on Thanksgiving. So, like, I I sorry if I don't fucking trust the guy and his injury future. It's one of those things where if you when you're dealing with keepers, I think you want at least. I, it really depends on what your appetite is as a GM, right? Like, I think you have to. I put consistency over potential ceiling, and I just think with your two starters, you really need that. It's the same reason. Like I. My decision at the beginning of the season was, do I keep Velo, Capella, or Fox, right? And out of those three guys, I felt that Capella was the most consistent, especially playing on the Rockets, right? Like, D'Angelo Russell, especially going to Golden State, is a question mark. Now, that being said, Kyrie is a migraine for, like, even the most experienced and patient managers, right? So I, I really don't think if you want to enjoy fantasy uh, that you want to be a Kyrie owner. And honestly, I'm actually higher on D'Lo um, in Minnesota than I was in Golden State. And I think next year, Russell and Towns are going to be the number one duo in the league, to be, uh, to, to be quite frank. Absolutely. Number one duo in the league. I just think that Minnesota is a much better destination than Golden State for D'Lo, uh, without a doubt. Now, that being said, I think I think, I think, think Golden State was quick to pull the trigger on D'Lo, especially with Curry out. Like I'd love to see how those two guys mesh, and then especially when Clay gets back and when that team actually gets healthy. But I think the future is actually pretty, uh, pretty positive for D'Lo in Minnesota. Hmm. Very good. All right. Well, let's move into our hot eats, cool treats segment. Hot eats. Yeah, cool play that. Treats. What do you get when hot and cool come together? Hot eats. Hot eats. Cool treats. Cool. At Dairy Queen. Can this be right? Woo! All right. So, what is heating up in the NBA? I have this personal thing with the Knicks. Okay, it's it's a love hate relationship. I've committed to them and. They're they're atrocious, okay? Now, what's heating up in the NBA? Spike Lee hating on the Knicks. He's given up on the Knicks this year. He was using the employee entrance. What's going on? He was told that he has to use the VIP entrance. He got upset about it. Dolan lied about shaking his hand and having a conversation. What's the scoop here, guys, and what are your opinions? So there was actually an image of that handshake, by the way. So that handshake did happen. What they were shaking their hand about, I have no idea. Um, I would say that... Like, this is classic Knicks news, man. And the press release is hilarious, too. I don't know if you guys read the press release. for. Uh, uh, it was basically just shitting on Spike Lee calling him a liar. I don't know who's doing their PR over at the Knicks, but it's just classic Knicks, man. And the guy has paid $30 million to sit the front row of shitty Knicks games for the last, like, 28 years. Um, in my opinion, if the dude wants to use the employee entrance, he should be allowed. Like, can you imagine if Drake wanted to use the employee entrance and he got shit on? They called it the fucking Drake employee entrance. Yeah, so Spike, Spike Lee, so he, he's been going through the, this is like the first time he went to the wrong entrance in 30 years. Like, I, I just, it, it doesn't make sense to, for me. Um, like, I, I agree. Like, the whole thing is a little silly. Yeah, what I want to know is, who's Spike Lee, guys? What's Spike Lee done for the Knicks? The Knicks have been a fucking piece of shit. For the last 20 years, what's Spike done? Okay, all, why all is this news? Is Spike. He's been a number one fan. All, all they've had is Spike. That's all they have. Yeah, all he did was rile up Reggie Miller and fucking screw us. So Spike Lee, if anything, should be banned from the building. Get him the fuck out of MSG. You heard it here first, folks. 
I wasn't expecting that hot take to be honest. <laughs> I wasn't either. I'm blown. I'm, I'm blown. That wasn't away. in the show notes, so I'm just yeah. yeah I'm just... I'm 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 blown away. Um. So so my my thing that's heating up big year for Doc Rivers. Um. First of all, he gets uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Now he's got this this rumor around in pictures about him dating uh dating young women. He, Doc Rivers is getting young pussy. Doc Rivers apparently while his divorce is going on is dating hot girls in their twenties. He isn't getting a divorce. He's rebuilding. Like something the Knicks should have done a long time ago. Uh, he traded it for draft picks. He traded his wife of 30 years for two 20-year-olds. This is a real thing. Um, we should have seen it coming, I guess. He traded his own son to the Wizards. Um, so no way that his wife felt secure. Maybe that's why Austin Rivers and Doc got in that drama earlier this year where Austin Rivers teed him up. Maybe it's because Doc is cuckolding his mom. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, can, what, what, what can I say? I just wanted some young pussy. It was about time. I just needed some fresh pussy juice to coat my raspy ass vocal cords. Like, what, what, happens if he st- what happens if he started talking like this now? And he's like, oh, it's a wonderful game out there. Uh, a wonderful defensive effort. Like, maybe he just needs some young pussy juice in his throat just to be able to get back in the groove and win Kawhi's third championship on the third, his third. Oh, you cut out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that I think that rat needed that anyways. Uh, <laughs> Big Baller Brand is back, guys. Lavar on Undisputed. I don't know where this guy's been for like the entire season, but here are some quotes that came out of that fucking interview. First one: Pelicans will beat the Lakers first round. Leangelo will lead the league in scoring in the next three years. Uh, I haven't even heard any information from this guy since he was caught stealing in China or whatever. Third China, one: Ch- China or whatever. You're gonna offend an entire half of the population. Yeah. Now he also. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other one was so he thinks that that the Knicks are the best fit for Lamelo because he's a big city guy. Now, do you guys think Lamelo is a big city guy? Uh, I don't know why anyone would want to be connected with the Knicks. Justin did an entire piece just now about it. Um, I think I I think the balls, especially Lavar Ball, needs to listen to our podcast and and get uh, get some feedback by Justin Name. Yeah, I would be very upset if Lamelo went to the Knicks. Um, he he needs to stay in the G League. Um, or go to a small market because he'll get annihilated if he goes to a big market team. You don't think Lamelo could contribute in any way, shape, or form to to the Knicks? Depends what entrance he uses. Oh, oh my God! Hopefully, Spike Lee is listening to this. Yeah, Lamelo's a new brand ambassador. Uh, Lavar <laughs> Ball. This is this was the funniest quote that came out of it. Lavar Ball said his sons won't get their man bodies because his son's mom is white, so it'll take a little longer. Lavar Ball. <laughs> <laughs> LeVar Ball needs his own podcast, seriously. Like, we got to get him on next week. Uh, rapid no fire. Kidding. Tyler, is this a legitimate concern yeah. for you and Shantae for your future son's dreams to make it in the NBA? Does LeVar's ball, <laughs> does, does LeVar Ball's quote have any weight? No, it doesn't. Like, just think about athletes, okay? Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Blake Griffin, Tim Duncan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They're all light-skinned. They, 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 they all come into their own. Look at non-athletes by light-skinned people. Oh, even Muhammad Ali was, was light-skinned. Outside of sports, we got Beyonce, we got Drake, Obama, Rihanna, Prince, and someone else who I'd really like to have on the podcast, probably more than anyone else, Sinbad. Sinbad's light skin <laughs> voice. Let's bring him on the podcast. Well, let's ha- let's let's ask him about what he thinks about Lavar and his comments. Did you say Sinbad? Yeah, he I said did. the only the only thing keeping Sinbad relevant is that one gif that you can put in that says facts. <laughs> yeah, thanks. No, and, and and now I heard he's on a podcast, so we're good to go. Lock him in. Oh my god! All right. So 
on that note, let's let's move right on to the cool treats. And uh, what's cooling off in the NBA, fellas? Boston Celtics for sure. Okay, so just to give you guys a heads up, Boston closed the game against Brooklyn with this uh, mega lineup. Okay, Watermaker, Carson, Green, Semi, and uh, how do you pronounce this dude's last name? Theus? Theus? Tice. 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 Got it. Uh, regardless, like we bought when we when uh, when we were living in North York like six years ago, uh, we were literally balling against this lineup at the courts there. So this, I don't know what the fucking Celtics are doing, man. They're trending up. Okay, Tyler, what's up? What's cooling off in the NBA? Um, 76ers are cooling off in the NBA. Um, they've been falling apart for a little while now. This team's all fucked up. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's like playing career mode, GM mode on 2K. And if, if I was if I was out in brand, I'd go back to the save file and reload it to like before you traded for Tobias Harris. Like I fucked up. I'm gonna try this again. Like why is Tobias Harris have a longer contract than LeBron and get paid more than LeBron? Also, like I'd reload the game, see if you can keep Landry Shamet instead of sending him to LA. Uh, maybe not sell Al Horford. They they drafted Markel Fultz instead of Tatum. Um, this this team's gonna be fucked. Uh, they could beat almost they could beat almost anyone, but they could also lose to anyone. Just junking up the games, making games like 87 to 83. Just making it horrible to watch. They're a horrible team to watch. Um, and they're, they literally just tried to beat the Bucks. That's what they built their team for. But they literally can't do anything else. Um, and I don't even think they can beat the Bucks in the series. Yeah, the Bucks are a tough beat. Um, my cooling off in the NBA is Spike Lee. Once a Nick, always a Nick? I guess not. So fuck off, punk. We're all tired of losing, so I guess you'll tap out like everyone does from your shitty-ass movies. Moving on. Top uh, four Rushmore. Yes. Okay, guys. Uh, here is uh, one of our best segments, okay? Name your top fours in the NBA. Let's uh, let's see if there's any crazy um, out-of-the-box guys in this lineup. Uh, Justin. All right, so I'll, I'll jump in here. And uh, my top four forwards in the NBA are... LeBron, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis, and Anthony Davis. I, I think that these four, there really can be an argument made for all of them. And uh, I don't see you guys actually rebuttaling any of these guys. Okay, well, I'm just going to rebuttal with this segment. It's a stupid segment because we should be looking at pure power forwards. Like, Giannis can play five positions. So he would be literally in every single top four Rushmore. So i'm rebutting the segment is stupid because unless we're talking about pure power forwards in which giannis is is not so uh well the small forward is a position in basketball um that many people play including giannis uh so yeah my argument would be that there's both small forwards and power forwards in this segment tyler who are your top four so my top four uh I, I, I think of Anthony Davis as a center. I had him as my center um, on the podcast two weeks ago. Um, but I have LeBron, Leonard, Durant, and Ben Simmons. I know what you guys are thinking. Ben Simmons, is, go. A point, ben Simmons is a point guard. But he, he's like a trans person. Like, you know those trans people? Like, he, <laughs> he, think, he thinks he was born a point guard. Like, he's this trans basketball player. Dude, you're, you're, like, he's, he's a forward. Um, like he's like, oh, I'm a guard when I was born. Philadelphia is like this oversupportive parent, like in society. Like I'm all for trans rights, but like just be how you were born. You're not a one. You know, six nine son of me, who can't, son of mine who can't shoot can be a point guard. Like it's, it's not happening. He's a small forward, and he's a great small forward. Get him to run your team and get a point guard on there, or plug Shake Shake Milton, 
as the point guard of that team and play him as small. Yeah, I think that's stupid. Um, he's definitely their point guard, and I understand that. Yeah, he can play forward position. I, I see Shane's point now, um, but I didn't include Durant in mine just because he's out all year. Um, clearly, he would be on my list for this. Um, if Ben Simmons did play forward, he I, I don't believe that he would be on this list. I, I just think that there's there's more people that I would put in front of him yeah. if he played forward. I thought Giannis was playing point guard. I circle back. He's still not on my top four forwards. I go with LeBron, Leonard, Durant, and AD. Honestly, I think so, – but John, John Collins, I th- would say, is number five. Like, who's your number five guy? You guys would – so everyone's on the argument that Giannis is the, like, hands-down MVP favorite. And he's the power forward for the Milwaukee Bucks, who potentially are going to yeah, win but, 70 games this year. And you aren't putting him on your Rushmore. Because he's – it's just that the positions are so fluid, right? So – like when you're when we're naming the top four forwards, it's just to me we, we're talking about just pure forwards who who literally play it like every game. That's those are my thoughts. And just you, look, you looking have, at the flaws, LeBron, 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 LeBron plays point guard. Are we talking about current NBA? Because LeBron has always been a forward in his entire career, with the exception of on the Lakers. Yeah, but Giannis is currently a power forward in the league league leading NBA. Okay, so pull up the minutes that he's played point guard and pull up the minutes he's played power forward. I'll wait. I don't have those stats. Nice try. I got a nice sound bite for that. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> honestly, honestly, Giannis is obviously in the top four. I was trying to plug Ben Simmons in there. Uh, I try to help his trade value for next season. I'm like Adam Sandler in uncut, ge- uncut Gems right now. I'm like trying to sell this African ruby or whatever the fuck. I'm like, Ben Simmons is worth $10 million, but it goes to like $100,000 and I like I make my friend buy it. That's like, that's like what I'm doing right now with Ben Simmons. So yeah, Ben Simmons, obviously not a forward. I tried. Um, Giannis is in there. Ben Simmons. Just learn how to shoot, man. You transgender motherfucker. <laughs> uh, who's your number five? I got, I got Collins. Yeah, I, I struggled to not put Collins on this list. Um, yeah, he's I, definitely I, my five. I got Ben Simmons. I, I'm like Adam Taylor. <laughs> I'm like Adam Taylor and Uncut Gems. I'm going right back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give up. I'm trying again. Oh, man. I feel like Bill Murray on Groundhog Day. Yeah, no kidding. Dude. I feel like you can't even mention Uncut Gems with all the shit you're talking about. You said it was one of the worst movies you've ever seen. I never said that. Yeah, Justin, can you pull it up along with uh, the minutes that Giannis played point guard and power forward? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Right. Next segment, next segment. All right, dumpster fire of the week. Fire, fire! Fire! Oh, fire! Oh, my goodness! What's the procedure? So um, this is where we discuss the dumpster fires of the week. Um, Justin, what's your dumpster fire of the week? I'm just going to, for, for my own mental health, I'm going to avoid another Spike Lee segment. So... <laughs> The dumpster fire of the week for me is fist bumping to prevent the coronavirus. It's like wrapping your dick with hopes and prayers and, and thinking that it's going to prevent AIDS. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're that close and you're touching somebody with the coronavirus, I mean, shouldn't you be a little bit worried? I think that, you know, having your fist closed compared to an open hand really isn't going to make that much of a difference. Tell, um, tell, tell that to my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the coronavirus prevention uh, put forth by the NBA is the dumpster fire of the week for me. Shane, what's your dumpster fire of the week? 
Uh, it's got to definitely be Timmy Duncan. His Whoopi Goldberg hair. He's wearing clothes that fit. <laughs> Looks like they sent him to a witness protection program in Jamaica. <laughs> you know what? He actually, he looked like Sanka when he was in the freezer. And like his dreads were all frozen. Oh, that's a good one. I, I love it. I, I, I love Timmy Duncan with hair and he's back. He's winning. Uh, I don't think that's a dumpster fire of the week. I, I, I'm buying into this. You know, that, that win didn't even count as for Tim Duncan, which is the unfortunate part. Just like the other year with uh, Luke Walton coaching the Golden State Warriors. Uh, it didn't count for him either when he went on that big run. Um, but yeah, I think, think he's doing a great job so far. Um, my, my dumpster fire of the week is the fans of the Houston Rockets. Um, like you, you got Harden averaging 35 points a game in the Houston, uh, Houston arena. And they've been cheering for other people like LeBron James and Giannis um, as MVP whenever he visits. You guys got to show some respect for Harden. Like, let's listen to me defending James Harden. This yeah. guy's worth like two hundred million dollars, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like this desperate, busted bitch. I'll treat you right, James Harden. Come to Toronto, I'll suck your dick and cook <laughs> you dinner every night, James Harden. Like, this would never happen in a good city, James Harden. Houston needs to show more respect uh, to James Harden and and his his averages of of thirty five points a game. Like, I wish the Raptors had that, and uh, I find it super disrespectful that Houston would be chanting MVP for LeBron and Giannis when they come to town. He's not even the best player on the team. Um, I do agree, though. Uh, Houston does have to show a little bit of respect. But we're seeing that league-wide now, uh, especially with, the, with fancy sports being so big. Um, people are, are, are more fans of individual players than they are of teams. Um, and that's just a sad state of the NBA right now in, in fandom. All right, so let's move into our, uh, our individual topics here. And uh, my topic is Kobe White has been the first rookie to score 30-plus points and make five-plus threes in three straight games since the start of the three-point era, which is fucking insane. Uh, so, boys, who's your favorite rookie to ever watch play? Um, I really liked watching Blake Griffin, Kyrie Irving, and uh, Tyreek Evans. I, I know what you guys are thinking, but Tyreek Evans drafted the same year as Blake Griffin, James Harden, Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan, and Drew Holiday. And he won Rookie of the Year. Most people forget he put up 25-5 and five as a rookie, uh, which put him at the time in company of Michael Jordan, Oscar Robinson, and LeBron James. No other player had ever done that before. Um, but he had a, in the last year, he was banned from the NBA for drug use. Um, so he's, he's definitely had a bad turn. Um, as a last chance, he went to the Chinese League, which is just super funny because they ended up making a law, a law when he moved over there that if you get banned from the NBA, you can't play in the Chinese League. So now his professional career is over, but it actually worked out really bad. But Tyreek Evans, like I, I really liked watching him when he's a rookie. Yeah. So my favorite rookie to ever watch play was Derrick Rose. There's never been anyone more electrifying. Uh, he came right out of the gate. He he played eighty or he started eighty games in his rookie campaign, uh, putting up stats right away. Um, and just seeing the pure athleticism of somebody, uh, he he shot. Uh, he got. 16 points on average, or 16.8 points on average, 6.3 assists, uh, putting out four rebounds, and uh, adding a steal in there as well, while shooting 48%. I mean, coming right out of the gate and, and playing that well, it looks like an experienced player. And just seeing somebody, you know, just so athletic going into the uh, in with his drives, it was just, it was insane to watch. And everyone had high hopes for his, his career. And it was a shame of what happened, but during that rookie campaign, it was really magical. It's a great pick. 
Yeah, it was actually. My favorite player to watch was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar back in 1969. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this guy's drafted in 1969. Like, I, how, how did you watch him in your rookie year? Like, you're lying. That'd be like me asking Shane, like, who is the girl that you like to fuck the most? And he was like, Marilyn Monroe. Like, <laughs> you're lying, bro. Okay, prove it. Okay. Uh, you're born in 1986. All right, good point. Must watch game, Kareel Abdul Jabbar. <laughs> Must watch game, guys. 72% field goal. He put up 51 points against the Sonics, guys. Much watch. Must watch. But for real. <laughs> for real. Was it even on TV? <laughs> Uh, no, for real, my, my favorite rookie to watch was uh, Donathan Mitchell. If you've watched the game against New Orleans, uh, where he put up like 41 points, you knew this kid was going to be something special. And then what he did against Phoenix, his highlights, I think, are the most exciting, uh, like are the most craziest highlights ever put together by uh, a player in his rookie season. Unfortunately, he fell off this year, but he was fucking crushing in his rookie season. And I don't know. I think it's just because he's on Utah that unfortunately he's, uh, he's fallen off a bit, but it was something to watch, man. It was magical. Yeah, it, it really was. He he was super exciting and and brought back you know the uh, the D Rose in in yeah. my heart. So that was yeah, no, it's not been great pick. Yeah, that but, was, but, that's but, the one but I could compare him to. But, but Meshack, don't keep him. Yeah, whatever you <laughs> do, don't keep him. Okay, great guys. So let's move on to uh, my topic here, and I thought it'd be pretty cool to take a look at. The trades that happened last season and compare them to them to now. Like, would you would these trades uh, happen now? And would you do them? What do you guys think? So let's now. Actually, before we get started uh, analyzing the trades, and I didn't look at all of them, just the ones that were uh, done by active GMs in this league. So here's some funny statistics. Okay. So the first one. So out of 40 out of 61 transactions. Okay. So 40 out of 61 transactions um, were vetoed. So that's 60, 66% of the trades that happened uh, during the course of the, of the of the season were vetoed, okay? 16 trades between Jordan and Tyler were vetoed. So of, like, literally of all the vetoed trades that happened, 26% were between Jordan and Tyler. And then, I think, I think it, like, most of those were the same trade. Yeah, and then 24 trades out of the 61 um, were also, were, were vetoed, and they were also uh uh, Tyler's trades. So Tyler, what is it about your trades that just happen? Like, why do they get vetoed so often? Um, I think <laughs> I'm gonna. It's like Adam Sandler. I got jobs. But the the one it was the one trade that really bothered me. Like I tried to put it through, and obviously it kept getting vetoed. And I said in the group last year that um, I just put it through every single day. Um, and that was the that was kind of probably the one that was the outlier that really spread stuff out. But I, I think I'm I think I'm okay with trades. Um, I, I've been really I've been trading a lot of players for a single player. Like I, I send you almost everyone on my I'm on my team for players all the time, Shane. So I don't know why you're, you're kind of aiming at me and picking on me. Yeah. So when Tyler when Tyler sends me a trade, it involves his entire squad, and it's normally for guys like Jay Crowder. So <laughs> every every part of me wants to accept that trade. And just let the fallout happen, but just for the mental health of the league, um, and the fact that we're both co-commissioners, I just can't allow it. So I get a nice little giggle out of it. Um, but yeah, it's it just, I mean, Tyler, like I don't think you've ever sent me a serious trade ever. Okay. Just like in uncut gems. <laughs> this, this is my chance. So let's go through the list here. So the first number one was a trade between me and Jeff. Uh, 
he traded me uh, Clay. I traded him Drew Holiday. This happened late in the season. The reason why this happened was because Golden State, I believe, it was either in the first, it was in the second round, because uh, I had to buy, uh, had five game week, and I just thought Clay was just going to go bonkers. It didn't end up happening. In fact, I would say a good rule of thumb is when you have a team that plays five games and you have a star on that team, chances are it's going to be fucking shit. Like he played three. Actually, he got injured, so there is that. But for the most part, for the most part, I mean, I've. This has been the second season when I've I've tried to like stack my team with with uh with uh uh teams like players from teams that play five games and it's never mm -hmm. worked out. So that's just my um my perspective on that. What do you guys think about like uh, teams that play five games in the playoffs? Uh, it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, not um, this season. The, and, yeah, the, I don't think the, it will. the most the most it would be is four now. But I think we kind of mentioned we kind of talked about it in the first week of the the podcast, and I think just forecasting too far and planning too far out just kind of lo loses a little bit of control closer in. And then obviously yeah. you unloaded your you unloaded Clay or you unloaded uh, Drew for Clay, and then Clay is not even a keeper, and he's, no. he killed he died. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's very it, it's situational. Uh, both these players, you know, they're they're top thirty players, so it really depends on what categories you need. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think that it's an even trade, but with both healthy, even trade. On on the other side, on the other side of it, if I had some like a two game week, I'd want to offload them because, like, yeah, obviously, you know, minimum they're going to play two games for sure. Um, so I so I definitely want to get rid of them. So like uh, having a bull like Levine or something, uh, then I'd probably want to get rid of them. The next one I have here was a trade between Austin and Justin. It was Austin's Kevin Love for Justin's DeAndre Jordan. This trade happened in today's uh, NBA. I think not. DeAndre is, is basically dead. Yeah, I think you told uh, Meshach to drop him yesterday when, or the other day. So. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen now, and it shouldn't have happened then. No, I actually really thought Kevin Love was gonna get traded, despite the fact that he has like a really brutal contract. Um, mm -hmm. I just, yeah, it's it's this trade just would not happen. Period. Um, the next one, Tyler and Jordan. Tyler traded uh, Jordan Javale McGee for Lonzo Ball last year. Would this trade happen in today's NBA, guys? That wasn't that. That was someone else. It was the other person that was managing Jordan's team. I don't even remember which person I got out of that. I think I got Javale McGee. Um, which didn't end up being a great. I think I ended up dropping him, but it wouldn't happen today. Lonzo Ball, I think you mentioned has top twenty value over the last yep. two weeks, and McGee, I think he's on our waiver. So I think that that answers all your questions there. Yep. Next one was uh, between me and Justin. I traded Justin DeAndre Jordan, um, and he traded me uh, Fox, uh, who was a potential keeper. DeAndre Jordan. Good DeAndre Jordan, a little slut last right? Yeah, he was right a... around. He, was he, a actually, big he had a really he had a good year last year though. Like people slept on him. He did. What happened to him this season, guys? What happened to him? He's splitting minutes with uh, Jared Allen, and he's getting older. Um, that's what I would think is happening. Next one, Jordan and Austin. So this was a two for two for. It was Thaddeus Young and Towns. Uh, so this was this was the big keeper trade. So it was Thaddeus Young and Towns for uh, Austin's James Harden and Brooke Lopez. Now. I am going to go ahead and say that Austin regrets trading Towns for Harden. Um, what do you guys think? I think he, re he regrets probably training both of them. Uh, Brooke Lopez is better than Thaddeus Young, Big and time. Harden's better than Towns, and Towns can't even stay on the court. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he avoids the court, and James Harden avoids not going to strip clubs, so it works out. 
Yeah, you know what? Thaddeus Young is one of those guys where he doesn't even seem relative, relevant in fantasy. And then when you look up his rankings, he's like he's, he's constantly like a top 70 guy. Um, and But Brooke Lopez is like is like the treasure of fantasy. He really is. A guy who shoots threes consistently, who sh- who gets like blocks, like threes and blocks consistently. Like, fuck, man. If you could, mm-hmm. I wish, I wish. And he was on, Jordan picked him up. I think Jordan went before me in the uh, draft. Like, that was the one guy I was targeting, Brooke Lopez, man. He just, out of character, like, he just, he's so good. Yeah, it's like a, that, that's what I'm kind of losing by not having Triple J on my team right now because he does the same kind of thing. Yeah, the centers that shoot threes and get blocks, like, fuck. Um, the next one, this was between uh, Austin and Justin. Uh, CJ and Draymond for Jimmy Buckets and Gordon Hayward. Would this trade happen in today's NBA? Yeah, I think it's doable. I mean, you both both of them, you know, you have a, a fringe keeper and uh, and just a roll of the dice. Um I I still like this trade. I drafted CJ McCollum having this in mind that I wanted to trade Austin because I know that he has an obsession with them. So no uh, getting Jimmy Butler, like I was I was super happy with getting landing Butler for that. Um and I, I drafted Butler again this year, so Hayward last season was a. Uh, when did this happen? This was this was this trade before Hayward just turned into you know, I think he really picked up at the end of the season, but for the most part, he was garbage. Um, I think, I think this was really like Butler had a, had a, a shit ton of value and maybe overcompensating for Hayward, but for CJ and Draymond, uh, I guess like this trade went through, but I kind of look at him like, I'm like, really? Like Hayward last season was, wasn't that great. You, you just yeah. have this weird thing about Draymond. You're, you're kind of attached to him a little bit more than you should though. Yeah, Draymond had a shittier last year, and he's had a shittier this year. Um, this was at the start of the year, as I said. Like I, I drafted CJ McCollum for, with the intention of trading Austin. So this, I believe, this happened within the first month. Um, so we really didn't know what Hayward was going to do for the year. He was a question mark. Did you say Draymond had a shit year last year? He was ranked fifty eighth for the season. Yeah, but he ruined your percentages, I think I remember. His free throw and his field goal percentage like almost knocked you out of competing with both of those, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but you don't draft Draymond for his field goal percentages, you draft for his counting stats, right? Yeah, but when you he didn't... when you draft him with CJ McCollum, like Yeah. He'd be great with like a Westbrook. Exactly. Well like what was CJ shooting last year? Hold on. Every time he says hold on, it's like we gotta wait the extra ten minutes for the podcast to come out so we can crop the audio. <laughs> and then they'll like type in and look at stuff. He's gonna close all his fucking porn up accounts and it's fucking uh, <laughs> his Adolf Prostate videos uh, with Mike D'Antoni. Oh, I'm not even gonna cut this out. Uh I mean he shot forty five percent, which is average. Uh I guess. I guess there's an argument there. Um next one, Justin and Austin. So Justin traded Brooke Lopez for Gary Harris. Would this trade go down this season? <laughs> yeah, no. even champs make mistakes. I I oh, dude, I don't know why. That's a, I, that's a rough one. I like Denver, man. I like watching Denver, and I I I having Jokic. It just Gary Harris was on a hot streak at the time, and it was a mistake. I'm just looking up the stats for Harris last season. Yeah, ranked 165. Uh, I I honestly don't know why this trade wasn't vetoed. There must have been a there must have been like a couple of weeks where Harris was just booming. It must it was probably early in the season, I guess, too, because I know the season before that, uh, Harris was ranked 
Gary Harris, man, what a total fall off. Uh, he, fell, he, was, he fell apart. I don't, know how this trade, I don't know how this trade went through. Come on. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know how this trade went through. It must have been through that whole dabbing thing. Remember when dabbing was a thing? And people always <laughs> dab? Maybe that was it. Everyone was just distracted, dude. Fucking dabs. And Dab mania. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't I, know how this trade went know. through either. Um, I, I, I'm assuming, like, without even checking the dates, that it happened extremely early because Gary Harris was coming off at rank, like, he was ranked 34th for the season, and I'm, I love Gary Harris, man. I've had him, I had him for two years, but <laughs> fuck, man. This... It actually, it, it actually be funny if like three weeks from now someone's listening to this podcast, uh, and they're like, Gary Harris is like MVP form. And they're like, what are they talking about? <laughs> this is like on forever. Yeah. Also, like, if you're listening to this podcast three weeks from now, like, hey, what's up? Like, what keeps you going? Where do you get such heart, such drive, such determination? Are you, like, instantly nostalgic on what was happening three weeks ago? Welcome back. I, 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 get, I get nostalgic from time to time. I still think about Carlos Boozer. <laughs> do, you guys remember Carlos, do you guys remember Carlos Boozer on the fucking 2K? That was fun. Absolutely. With the headband? Exactly. In 2K, like 2K13, there were like five players uh, on uh, the on the Rockets that were like bald and had headbands. This was and... <laughs> the, the, on the on the balls. Like you loved using the balls. Remember when Jimmy Butler was there and uh, and Mike Dunleavy <laughs> just had those just spot up threes. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Fuck, man. 2K13 was the best 2K. Um, anyways, Tyler and Andre. Tyler traded Derrick Rose and Josh Hart and flipped them to Andre for Thaddeus Young and Jared Allen. Would this trade hold up? Um, honestly, if Derrick Rose wasn't Derrick Rose is having like an amazing season, Josh Hart is putting respectable numbers on, and then uh, Thaddeus Young is only relevant when the Bulls are injured. Jared Allen is having a great year. Uh, I, I could see I could see a path to this happening. I don't know what do you guys think. Jared Allen was absolutely bonkers last year. Um, he was he was the best player in this trade. And all yeah. I can think about of, jo- of Josh Hart is just like full out LeBron Dick in the face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's funny is like I think this trade would be more relevant this season than last season. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know how that wasn't one of your twenty-five vetoes, Tyler. <laughs> last one. Tyler and Andre. Tyler managed to flip Durant for Giannis. Now, in today's NBA, would this trade happen? And you know what? Obviously, we're, everyone's going to say no. So let's just say Durant was healthy. Do you guys, like, for keeper, for dynasty purposes, who would you rather have, Durant or Giannis? Let's keep it interesting. Um, I would rather have Giannis. Uh, Durant's, Durant's going to be 32 years old by the time next season starts, coming off a major injury. Um uh, that's who I'd be picking. Yeah, Giannis for sure. Yeah, it's not even a question. Okay, Tyler, let's try to wrap it up here. All right. Um, so my next question, uh, guys, I kind of went into it before about how the 76ers um, were annoying or a crapshoot. I'm just wondering, um, what do you guys, what's your most annoying run team in the NBA? Uh, like what, what team just really gets under your skin and grinds your gears? Justin, Justin. <laughs> Who would you pick? All right, where to begin? Okay, uh, so it's the New York Knicks. Um, so maybe a good indicator that you're a legendary fuck-up is when an NBA rule is created and named after something that you did. The Allen Houston rule, based on the Knicks extending a seven-year veteran a further six years and $100 million, despite the next highest contract offer being only $75 million. So that's only something that the Knicks would do. 
uh, or the fact that the National Labor Relations Board charged Dolan with illegally threatening to withhold employee pay unless the employees voted against joining a union. There's nothing more scumbag than that. And over the last 20 seasons, including this one, the Knicks have an abysmal 0.402 winning percentage. That, of course, ranks dead last in the NBA. And over the last 20 years, the Knicks have had 12 head coaches, seven top decision makers in the front office, and all of these tenures went disastrously. And they've only won one playoff series since 2000. Uh, guys, it's, it's no competition here. The New York Knicks are the worst. The New York Knicks are the uncut gems of the NBA. <laughs> Sponsored by Adam Sandler's next movie, Cut Gems. Uh, Shane, yeah, I don't have your, Shane, I don't have too many details. I don't have too many details here. It's Detroit. Dwayne Casey's a fucking idiot. Uh, like Christian Wood has sat on the bench for God knows how many weeks now when he should have been starting. Like his his lineups, his rotations just don't make fucking sense. They've never made sense. I'm glad he's gone from Toronto, so we don't have to look at a stupid face. And that's it, Detroit, because of Dwayne Casey. So not because they traded Drummond for a bag of beans. No, because they weren't gonna. <laughs> they weren't gonna. Win. <laughs> they weren't gonna win with Drummond anyway. So I think Drummond had to go. Um, the trade was pretty bad, but I mean, it wasn't. This wasn't a. This wasn't a Drummond issue. This is a Dwayne Casey issue for sure. Dwayne Casey used to be cool. You, you you shared a picture once of him on the TTC heading to a playoff game. No, that was just your future son. Okay. Um... <laughs> So next, next, next part, uh, trivia question. So this is going to be on the fly. Um, no, no points are being awarded. Uh, but with Karis LeVert scoring 50 points last night, I'm just curious, can you guys quickly name the other 10 players that have went for 50-plus this year? Players that have gone for 50 points this year? 50-plus this year, yeah. When Justin asked the questions that he, that he knows he heard, he's researching it. I know, it's fine. Just try to guess it, guys. 50 well, points. Um, yeah. Well, Harden. Yes, very good. Giannis. Yes. Karis Levert. Yes. Uh, Lillard. Yeah, four times Lillard. Um. Let's keep going until we get one wrong. Curry. Nope. No Curry. Yes. So Kyrie's done it twice. Uh, D'Lo did it once. Anthony Davis did it once. Bradley Beal's done it twice in the last week, so I'm surprised you guys didn't mention that. Middleton did it like just a couple of days ago. Uh, Trey Young did it once, and the hardest one of them all is probably Eric Gordon. Um, also put up a 50 piece this year. D. Low put up 50 points. He did. You know what's funny? Imagine putting up 50 points. You're like, oh, like this is. These guys are gonna love me for this. Golden State's gonna love me, and you get traded. This happened to me when I was working at Mr. Sub. One time, these uh, these two uh, these two women came in. Like, you might as well just call them Cheryl and Nancy. And they were and they bought subs for like their entire soccer league. So it was like 50 subs. They didn't even call in. And I I was forced to make like power through all those subs. It was ridiculous. Got it done in probably 20 minutes. It was a world record. And then a week later, I got fired for making a pizza sub, eating it, and not paying for it. So. D-Lo, I know how you feel, buddy. Yeah, I know how I feel. It's actually fun. When I was reading, when I was reading the names here, I saw Anthony Davis, but I just had Davis, and I thought it was like Bertans at first that he put up a fifty-point game, and I got all excited. But no, so good, good job, guys, with that. Uh, that's that. Great work, guys. Um, okay, next week is the week before playoffs. Um, I guess really, ultimately, the six seeds gonna be decided. So it's really just a, it's a quest for the first week by, um, sorry, the first uh, playoff week by. Um, and uh, should be pretty exciting. Anything else? 
Uh, you guys want to say before we go? No, just if you guys want to pick uh, last week, I think Justin got it right picking the the game of the night. Um, do you guys want to pick between Pacers and Bucks? They play at seven PM tonight. I'm going Bucks, hundred percent. Yeah, easy one, Bucks. Um, I'm gonna go Bucks as well. All right, guys. <laughs> all, all, all right, turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Well, how much? How much do you think he's he's gonna win by? Uh, I would say Bucks by fourteen. I already stopped recording. Okay. Just joking. Yeah, just joking. I was still recording. Okay. Oh. Okay. No, this Christ. time I stopped recording. That was like the that was like the uncut gems of jokes. Yeah. We're done, guys. Okay. Are you right. sure? Is that going to be another surprise?